The good news is that you don't need to sit down and read the Bible from cover to cover in one massive chunk. All you need to do is read it one bit at a time. G'day everyone, my name is Mark Schroeder and welcome to Schroeder's Bible Bits. I'm a college chaplain and my job is to teach children and youth the wonderful truths that are found in God's Word, the Bible. I speak at chapels, at youth services, at church services, I teach at kids clubs and lunchtime Bible groups. Uh, At all of these places, I always teach from the Bible because I'm convinced that from the Bible, we get to learn about God and how He has loved us and how He has saved us through Jesus. Tune in and continue to learn about Jesus for yourself, not in one chunk, but bit by bit. Uh, G'day everyone, Uh, this is the second Bible talk that I've given to staff during our PD week uh, where we're zooming in on some of the basic parts of our faith as Christians. Um, This is part of a series I've done on Genesis chapters 1 to 3. If you haven't heard the first one, it would be worth going back and listening to the first one before you listen to this one. Um, I hope you enjoy it. Um, uh, Yeah, until next time. Uh, Good morning, everyone. Welcome today. Um, Let's continue on. Remember, we're looking through the book of Genesis, uh, and uh, today our topic is created for the king. Um, So let's continue where we sort of left off um, yesterday. Now, as I read Genesis 1, I I sort of feel like things move really quickly. Um, We see that God does all this creating, and so there's this fast-paced sequence of creative moments from God where God does the forming and the filling. Remember that from yesterday, where he builds and where he directs. So we see how God creates light and darkness, and then he fills that with the sun, the moon, and the stars. He creates the sky and the seas, and then he puts the creatures in the sky and the seas. He creates the land and the vegetations and all the wonderful critters of the land. Um, One thing after another, with very good intention, God creates with purpose and rhythm. And it's sort of like this rapid fire in creation is this beautiful moment. But then it's sort of like it's as if a slow motion button has been pressed. Everything slows down and the focus changes. Um, Even the way that God speaks sort of changes as well. Um, I've given you a handout um, last night, I sent that through, um, and I'm just going to read a little bit of um, Genesis chapter 1 for you right now from here. It says, uh, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 31, uh, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. That will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. 
Uh, although there is much to see in creation, and although you could travel forever soaking in the grandeur of creation, there's actually nothing equal to the creation of humanity. This moment here in chapter 1 verse 26 is the climax of God's creative work. And so Genesis 1 slows right down here to describe it. Uh, The chapter slows in pace as God consults with himself even. Did you see that? The triune God, the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit talks to themselves and said, Let us create mankind. Let us, he says, create them. He intentionally sets out to make us together, mankind, in his image, in his likeness. Yesterday, as I was thinking about this and as I was writing this down and meditating on this, I I was actually floored by this. Uh, Honestly, uh, it it struck me right between the eyes and, and I actually got goosebumps down the back of my neck to consider just how incredible this is. The mighty creator God sets out to create humanity. Just think about that for a moment. This is God who created everything, says, let us make mankind. God sets out to create me in his own image, in his own likeness. God has made mankind here to have a purpose in his creation as well, to be the rulers of everything that he has made. This is no small thing. This includes all of us. This includes you. This includes me. So, Broughton, just slow down for a moment. Actually tune in on this. I don't know if your mind's somewhere else. I don't know if you're distracted about something else. I don't know if you're talking to the person next to you. I can't tell, right? This is all on Zoom. I feel like I'm talking to myself. But I want you to slow down and I want you to soak up this beautiful little reality that we're told here in Genesis chapter 1. Especially in verse 27. There's this beautiful little three-line poem that is given to us. It says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Do you get it? Mankind are created in the image of God. Once we were nothing. Then God made us something, someone. Once we were not. But now by God's work, we are created soul. Eternal, intended to exist forever. Long after the stars fade away, after the, away, the human soul created by God shall still live. This is massive. Do you see that as image bearers, we hold great potential, such wonderful and enduring potential. Just look at verse 28 in your Bible there in chapter one. You see that God blesses humanity. God commands humanity to be fruitful and increase, to fill the earth and to subdue it. God gives humanity a mandate here to to rule over all of creation. How marvelous that God speaks to humans. Think about that for a moment. It's incredible that humans can actually hear the voice of God and receive his word. This is so wonderfully different from the rest of creation. See, it's by God's grace that he relates to humanity. He makes humans, he makes mankind, he makes us in his image as responsible, moral and spiritual beings. 
individuals able to live according to his word and able to live with him for all of eternity. Do you see here that as image bearers with the mandate to rule, that we are in fact even royal figures in creation? We have authority from God over creation. Do you see the dignity that you carry here in this world? Your identity, your dignity in creation comes from the royal position that you have been given by God. You need to soak this up today. As the image of God, you have massive spiritual potential. You can hear God's word and you can ride it to the spiritual heights. You are an image bearer who is innately a royal being who is supposed to rule over God's creation. And best of all, you are an image bearer created as an offspring of God with real possibilities of eternal sonship. You are the apex of a fully formed and filled creation made by God and for God. You are created by the King. But keep in mind that you are created for the King. Historically, uh, the setting up of a king's statue or an image was used as a way to proclaim the king's dominion and lordship in that area. It was used to remind the people or the nations just who was in charge and so therefore who actually had the power. How significant here. We have this great reminder for where God creates humanity in his own image, he is saying that humanity is God's statue. Humanity is the evidence set up by God to say that God is the Lord over creation. And what's exciting is that we are not made as passive images either. Humans are made as images who exert God's rule as royal leaders over creation. We are created, you are created to rule like God, but under God's authority. We are to image God in the world to everyone. Psalm 145 is a great example to us, I think, of of what God is like. And I think, therefore, it gives us um, some of the things that we are actually imaged on. Um, So hopefully you've got it there in front of you um, from uh, the handout that I gave you. Psalm 145, and listen to verse 8 and 9. It says, The Lord is gracious and compassionate slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. The Lord is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful in all he does, says verse 13. Verse 17 says, The Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all he does. This is the image of God here in Psalm 145, put on display for us. This is what God is like, and, and this is what we are imaged on. This is, this is the image of God that, that we carry as well. But I'm sure that you see the problem, right? The, the problem is that you and I are all too often poor images of God, aren't we? We are to be an image of God, but in reality, we treat ourselves as if we are God, don't we? We are made to rule like God, but under his authority, under God. But in reality, we like to rule over God. We want to tell him what to do. 
Now, we are made as an image of the true God, but we only like to do that if we get to fashion a version of God that we actually approve of. See, we fall short of the image of God all the time. We don't live out our God image properly. And we know, and as we will see tomorrow as Genesis continues, that we fall short of our purpose as image bearers. But thanks be to God, right? For in his mercy, he has given us the very perfect image of God. The perfect image of God in the person of Jesus. And we learn in Philippians that Jesus is, it says, Jesus who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used for his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. But taking on the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, Jesus humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Jesus came and he imaged to you and to me to ask what God is like. And in doing so, he has imaged to us how we ought to live as servants in this world of each other. For don't forget that at the beginning of Philippians 2, it says, In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. And then it goes on with that rest of that verse that we've already read. Broughton staff, listen closely and, and hear today that by the will of God, you have been made human and you have been made in the image of God. Therefore, you have value. You have value today because you are made in the image of God. And so, so that means that, that your life matters. You have value. And so that means that you are valuable to God and you are equally as valuable to God as the person next to you, as the other person that you can see in this Zoom call right now. We are equally as valuable to God as one another. Um, you, you have value, so that means that you are no accident. Uh, you have value, which means that you are loved and that you are known. As image bearers today, um, remember that that means that you have purpose. And so that means that you are made to rule under God over creation. Uh, you have purpose, and that means that you are right to seek to be good at your job today, to do the very best that you can. As an image bearer, you have purpose to be leaders in your homes, in your work and in your relationships. As an image bearer, you have purpose. Then that means that you give things order and structure. That means that you tidy up stuff. That means that you make stuff. Actually, as people have purpose, that means that you are people who create new and exciting things. As image bearer, it means that you have meaning in your life. And so therefore, you ought to try to image God to the world in whatever you do. You are to image to the world that God is the creator, that God is the king. As you hear this and you consider it personally, don't forget that you have a very important ministry here at Broughton. A ministry where you get to share this reality of our identity as we call all people to live a life through Christ. Hopefully today you have been reminded that you actually have a better story to tell. 
You see, how incredible that we can learn these things from God's word that we are made in his image and we get to share it with students and families. That because of God and the fact that God has made them in his image as well, that they have value. The students in your class, you can say with all honesty because of the truth of God's word that they have value, that they have purpose and that they have meaning. This is not some wishy-washy new age thinking. This is all from the truth of God's word. You have value, purpose and meaning because God has made you in his image. And so therefore, you have a life to live through Christ. As we work here at Broughton, as we do ministry together, maybe you can keep in mind that often we try to define ourselves by what we do. And often we we choose to treat someone based on our own view of who they are, or even often we value ourselves based on our own reflection in the mirror each morning. But here from the Bible today, we have seen how we should define ourselves by what we are as God's image bearers. Here we see that we should treat one another based on God's intention for what we are. Here in the Bible, we are reminded to value ourselves based on the value that God has given to us. In these times and more, We must remind ourselves and we must remind the community in our school that we are all together image bearers, people who are made by God in his image. We are image bearers. They are image bearers. And we ought to long for others to join us in acknowledging that we are made by God for God to image God. And so I ask today, how can you do that in your role here at Broughton? If this is what you actually believe, how do you encourage people in your world here at our school to live out as God's image bearers? Actually have a think about that today. Maybe pause before you start this morning uh, and take some time to think about how can you point people to the reality that we are God's image bearers. As people made in the image of God, remember that we are the pinnacle of God's creation. We are created by God and for God. We are created for the King. So as we begin our day, let's pray that we would bear his image well. Uh, Please join me as I pray. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the truth of your word today, that we've been encouraged to think about how we have been made by you and for you, that we have been made in your image. Lord, as people who bear your image today, please help us to live out our image as um, your people well. Help us to be patient with one another and love one another and to be compassionate with each other. Help us to be servants towards one another. Lord, as we consider what it is like to bear your image, please help us to look closely at Jesus. Day by day, draw our attention to him, who is the perfect image of you. Lord, as we look at Jesus as well, please remind us daily that it's because of Jesus that we can, in fact, draw close to you. Lord, we thank you for this day and thank you for another opportunity that we have today to live for you and to serve you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can get in contact with me via Twitter at mrkschroeder or on the Anchor app, you can actually leave a voice message. I'd love you to do that and I might include it in the next podcast. Catch you later.